Listen to The Morning Cry weekdays in December on your favorite podcast app. Just search for The Morning Cry on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you like to listen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to look at your word today. We pray that your Holy Spirit will shine the light upon the word and illuminate our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Christian life or the life of faith in God through Christ Jesus might be compared to a race and also a combat. As a race, it starts at the cross when a sinner is converted and ends at death or rapture when eternal life of blessedness begins. This race has a price, and we are encouraged to run the race with patience to the end. The race is not a sprint. It is marathon, an ultramarathon as a matter of fact. As such, it is not about speed. It's about consistency, endurance, grit, and determination. Also, the Christian life can be likened to a combat, and so we must fight, though not a physical battle which is fought against flesh or blood. It is a spiritual one against principalities and powers, against the devil, so we have to fight with the hammer of God. When you combine these two analogies of a race and a combat, there is something that is implied, for where else do we have the combination of a race towards a target? and a combat against foes happening simultaneously, if not on a battleground. So brethren, I come to tell you today, as we come to this last episode of this season, that the Christian faith is not something you possess quietly. It is not fear; it is warfare. And that is why those that finish well are called overcomers. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 10 says, Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence, to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. All diligence is needed as we fight and as we run. And all caution is needed because we have read of very many men that started the race but fizzled out of the way. Many who, though holding faith, did not hold it with a pure conscience, made a shipwreck of the faith. They started well, but they did not end well. Why is it a battle? Because we have an adversary, an adversary of faith, the devil, who walketh about looking for whom to devour. Jesus Christ described him in John chapter 10, verse 10, as a thief, murderer, and destroyer. He wants to steal the faith, he wants to kill the faith, he wants to destroy the man from eternal life. For he knows that he is doomed to eternal destruction. I would not agree to go alone. I want to tell you that the faith, that is, the entire body of the Christian truth, is the primary focus of the devil in the life of any believer of the true faith. And if you don't believe the true faith, you are fine. But once you believe it and live by the dictates, the devil begins to take you seriously. And just as he ushered the full force of his armory against the first man, Adam and Eve, with lies, deceit, cunning craftiness, Lust of the eyes, flesh, 
pride of life, fiery darts, and all that the apostle called the wiles of the devil in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. The devil's stratagem. He still deploys them today in full force against the believer. And unfortunately, he succeeds in the life of many. I pray will not succeed over our lives in Jesus' name. So many people who started out strong in their spiritual life got derailed by one thing or the other. Only a few end up strong. Perhaps you have been a Christian for a while, maybe on campus, and you had other believers. Think about it. How many of the people that you started with are still in the faith today, standing? Few, right? But I'm sorry to say that the number may continue to become fewer and fewer as the days go by. Some end in shipwreck. Think about King Saul, who started, anointed, empowered, but ended up seeking a necromancer at the end of his life. Time will fail me to talk about Judas, Demas, and many others like the Israelite that perished in the wilderness. Some end with question marks on their lives to the end that we cannot tell for sure where they have gone and where they will spend their eternity. People like Solomon who started well, God appeared to him twice at the beginning of his life but got lost into idol worship that there are questions as to where he is. Some end so-so with serious wounds and deep regrets. Think about Samson, a child of promise filled with the Holy Spirit but who missed it at the point of marriage. I want to say today that few are the people that are chosen. These are the few people that make tough choices, though seen as unrealistic. And many times, they experience personal brokenness in the course of their journey that keeps them aflame and revived through the way. I read about three men in the mid-1940s. Their names, Charles Templeton, Billy Graham, and Bron Clifford. You probably have heard of one of them, Billy Graham, the American pastor. The other two, less likely. Because they got sidetracked and they veered off the way, the narrow road. The three of them took the United States by storm and appeared they were ready to set the world ablaze for Christ. Billy Graham and Charles Templeton were working together then. And people said Charles Templeton was more prolific and more promising. A better preacher than Billy Graham. However, within five years, he left this promising ministry and became a writer and radio and television commentator. At this time, he admitted to be an agnostic. In his later life, he wrote the book, Farewell to God, My Reason for Rejecting the Christian Faith. Apparently, he began to doubt the truth of the scripture and the existence of God, and he fell off the way. Bron Clifford, on the other hand, seemed to fall apart after his wife bought two children, both had Down syndrome. He left his wife, he left his ministry, and got a job selling cars in Texas. Within 10 years of his glory days, as one of the nation's greatest evangelists, he was found dead in a city motel room alone. He had become an alcoholic, which had destroyed his liver and brought him to an early grave. Brethren, these are the ones we read of. But I want to say, just as the devil derailed these two, once fiery and leading lights in the body of Christ, the devil is still wrecking havoc to the fate of many known and unknown in the Christendom. Finishing the race is very vital. More importantly, finishing strong should be our aim. And this is very possible. But we need to stay true to Jesus. 
We need to make sure that we keep our hearts close to Jesus at all times. It is a long way from where we are today to where we are going. It is not a sprint, it's an ultra marathon. And Satan is in no hurry. The devil is waiting for time. The devil is waiting at critical junctions of life to derail. The time when you are alone, the point of marriage, the point of raising kids, the beginning and many times the height of career or ministry. And if he's not able to find a time, is willing to orchestrate times, both good and bad, times of need, times of discouragement, times of loss, times of pleasure, times of hardness. And we can see that throughout the scriptures, low moments in the life of men. But what is the solution? First, as a believer, we need to come to the constant awareness and realization that it is possible to fall. Because this is another lie the devil is perpetrating across the world now. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, Wherefore let him that thinketh is standeth, take heed, lest he fall. It is indeed possible to fall, and therefore we must, in a constant watchful state, as we run the race that is set before us, have this awareness. And this awareness helps us to understand that standing requires intentionality, and we cannot be passive about our Christian life, for we are carrying something precious that the devil wants to take away. We cannot resort to some default activities, as no one fights by default. In this case, do nothing is not a strategy. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 10 that the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. We are on a battlefield. And we are in a battle against a thief. We are in a battle against a murderer. And we are in a battle against a destroyer. Whenever anyone gets serious about Jesus Christ, the enemy gets serious about the person. And because of that, Apostle Paul said, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom we should resist steadfastly in the faith. We need to be sober, we need to be vigilant, stand right and resist the enemy. The same Apostle Paul said to us in the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Brethren, strength don't come by sitting still. You need to eat, feed on the word. Give diligence, all diligence, to make your calling and election sure. And exercise to be fit. Feed on the word of God, for we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Be strong in faith, the faith that cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. This must be a constant life for us. And we must engage the Holy Spirit in our daily lives as we look through the scriptures and as we live day by day. Then Apostle Paul says further in Ephesians chapter 6, Put on the whole armor of God. For it is with this armor where we stand in the evil day. The days of temptations. The days of trials. The day that the enemy has, is waiting for. And the Bible talks about this armor. Salvation. Righteousness. Faith. Truth. Prayer. And you can read more about them in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 20. And as you stand putting on the whole armor of God. I want you to always remember. Like Paul reminded the disciples in Lystra, Iconium and Antioch confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, understand that we need to continue. But that's not all. But that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. So when the devil comes with trials, when the devil comes with tribulations, we must know and understand that, yes, we must through tribulations and hardship enter into the kingdom of God. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. The Bible says it's those that endure to the end that shall be saved. Endurance is part of our Christian race. Grit, determination to hand. And why do we need endurance? 
because there could be storms ahead. There could be trials ahead. There may be difficulties to keeping the faith. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 says, The devil shall cast some of you to prison. And this may not be literal prison. And it might be that you may be tried. But fear none of those things which you will suffer. Jesus is speaking here. Say, fear none of those things that you will suffer. Not that you may suffer. You will suffer. So get ready. I want to end up with an admonition. The book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 to 2. It says, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So you see, as we run our race, as we stand firm and run this race, we are not alone. Jesus is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us and the clouds of witnesses are watching us as we run and they are cheering us. So if there is any weight, drop them. Those things that make it hard for us to run, drop them. If there are besetting sins, maybe you have excused yourself for long and it appears it doesn't matter. Please repent from them because the devil used them at critical moments to orchestrate a shipwreck. That would not be your portion in Jesus' name. Like Christ, we must set our eyes on the reward. The Bible says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. God has not left us alone without a way to overcome all the trials. He has told us that he has gone to prepare a place for us. The scripture says, Christ despised the shame, meaning he ignored the shame. And he's now seated on the right hand of God. The sense of reward set before us should move us to a persevering ambition, watchfulness, and endurance, and should be an encouragement to us as we run to obtain. My question for you is, where are you? Is the man of sin already winning grounds in your life? Are you holding on firmly to the true faith? Or have you dropped the true faith? Are you standing firm? Are you keeping your eyes on the goal? I want to say today that you can overcome. Yes, you can overcome. Men in time past did and you can as well stay true to jesus come watch me stay true give diligence give diligence to making your calling and election sure nothing on earth is worth going to hell for remember your adversary is waiting for time stand fast and watch be prayerful seek for daily guidance seek for daily grace be sober be aware that you can fall and constantly examine yourself and perhaps you're listening to me today and you're going through a waiting time, a trial time. My counsel for you is to wait on God. Don't rush. Wait on God. Remember, the devil seek out such times to make a shipwreck. Just wait on the Lord. Hold on to the Lord and hold on to the word of the Lord. Do nothing in haste. Remember that we must, not we may, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And if for any reason you are fallen, you are wounded on the battle, and you are saying, Oh, there is no hope for me. There is hope. The fact that you are alive means there is hope. If you can trace your step back, trace yourself back to God. Or perhaps maybe you're there. You're finding it really hard to come out open. I plead with you, don't let the devil have a final say on your eternal destiny. Don't let the shame of sin keep you down. Arise today. Do the first work and continue the race. 
It is better for you to get to heaven with scars than being lost forever. Don't let the devil use the seeds to keep you in a falling state. Arise, cry out to the Lord and say, God, I'm sorry. And if you have to do restitution, do the necessary restitution. Arise, please. There is provision for you in Christ. Christ was wounded for you, so arise, walk on. Look straight on to the goal and continue. When we enter, it will be worth it. There are a lot of things waiting for us. There are a lot of promises for overcomers. The Bible says, eyes has not seen. Yes, have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So please, don't let anything hold you back. Press on towards the promised land. Press on in the journey of faith. I pray, I pray with all meets in life eternal in Jesus' name. God bless you as you make the right choice.